During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the one and only one half of Kit and Krista. It's Krista Yang. The Krista side of Kit and Krista. Exactly. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. So for those that don't know, what, what, where did you come from? Well, I was at Nintendo for over 14 years with Kit. I didn't realize it was 14. I thought I know. It, I, a decade sounds right. 14. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it was quite a long time, um, but Kit and I left about uh, a year ago, and we started our own thing, the Kit and Krista podcast, and uh, our uh, other show, Super Kit and Krista 64, on our YouTube channel, and it's been great. I've been loving it. I've been a big fan. I've known you for a very long time. We have known each other for a long time. You, you were on the <laughs> Nintendo side when we would yeah, go to events and things, and yeah. that you went to the old studio we were just talking about. We were just talking about that. Uh, yeah, we go way back. For Mario Tennis, I think it was, I on, think so. the, on the Wii U. Like I think I don't even think it was the the Switch version. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole thing, you <laughs> it's know. A whole, it's a whole history. How's everything going? Everything's going great. We've been having tons of fun with all our um, all of our content and podcasts coming out this Thursday. The, today we have a, a cool video on retro shopping that we have on our channel, so it's been going great. Love that. You can check that out. Let me. Uh, I, I can see Barrett panicking back there. You want to uh -oh. get right up on that mic? Right up on that mic? Like here what you got to do everybody okay. uh, of course this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday we come together to talk about all the video game news that you need to know and you know we had krista on games daily once before but yeah. it was in the the work from home era you got to do it with janet i was super jealous now that was i was fun. like we're gonna do it in the studio oh my gosh you know? and i came in here and i was like shocked by how amazing the space is so thank congrats you. thank you so um, much i'm it's so glad fun. to be here it's and awesome. It only exists thanks to your support over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Remember, you can go there. You can get the shows ad free uh, and you can get a whole bevy of bonus content that you're definitely going to want to check out. And you can be a Patreon producer just like Delaney Twining, the fantastic Delaney Twining. Um, today, we have a whole bunch of stories. There's the Pokemon Presents incoming. Uh, Microsoft signed a deal with Nintendo and a state of play bunch more stuff we're going to talk about all of that later remember you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to correct us when we get stuff wrong live during the show if you don't have dollars to toss our way that's cool when you're buying games on the epic game store use our code kind of funny and it helps us without costing you anything extra uh, a little housekeeping for you right after this we have a very special playstation vr2 stream with greg and bless it'll be live here on twitch and youtube.com slash kind of funny games they're gonna be hanging out on the main set i don't know if both of them are going to be in vr i kind of hope that's the case because that's always fun <laughs> sounds uh, crazy but we'll see uh and a new episode of the blessing show is premiering this monday right after kind of funny games daily you can turn it in right here at youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh and it's going to be very very good uh they have been working so hard on this this is probably one of the most um, special pieces of content kind of funny's ever made, in my opinion, just because of the sheer love and passion that they've been putting into this thing, really using the space to its full extent. I can't wait for you guys to see it. I don't think y'all are ready. I, I don't want to overhype it, but I don't think I can overhype it, if you know what I I'm talking about. I will overhype it. I think it's the best <laughs> piece of content we've made in a very long time. Wow. I 1,000% agree. It's going to be special. Next Monday, right after Games Daily, be there. Uh, and this Thursday, Greg and Stella are hosting the 26th annual Dice Awards. You can watch it on IGN. The awards are voted on by your favorite developers, so this is the only award show where peers recognize peers. You can catch it Thursday night on IGN and Twitch. Of course, congrats to Greg for once again hosting the Dice Awards. And shout out to Stella uh, for hosting it for the first time. Really excited to see them together. Today we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but we'll tell you all about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one. 
a new Pokemon Presents is happening. Uh, Pokemon, the account tweeted out today, the next Pokemon Presents is on the way, trainers. Tune in to our official YouTube channel at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, always with the 6 a.m. I'm not a morning person at all. Me we did neither. a reaction one time at 6 a.m. and it was terrible. We've done so many 6 a.m. reactions, Krista. Oh We've and all lost sleep over this. Pokemon, give us a break. Come on. And it's the Japan time. We, I, know I know you know I more it. than anybody I get at it, Nintendo. But also, I don't want to. Oh, man. And the amount of times we've done it for Pokemon, and it's been just... Brutal. Brutal. Just absolutely <laughs> brutal. It's so sad. And then the one time we didn't do it, new Pokemon Snap gets announced. Of course. And I was like... Great. Dang it. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, this one is going to be on February 27th. It's about 20 minutes of exciting Pokemon news in celebration of Pokemon Day 2023. Um, personally, I am extremely excited about what this What are one. your predictions? So top level predictions. I think it's a, a sure bet we're going to get the Scarlet and Violet DLC. Yes. Uh, at least announced an idea of what it might be. Mm -hmm. Sword and Shield, we got the two different uh, right, right. DLC packs. I think we might get for this one. I think they're going to really ride out DLC as well. I think they probably know that they need to take a longer break between the next big Pokemon games. So I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be probably several DLC packs announced that's going to carry them through a pretty long period of time. And if I remember correctly, when Sword and Shield announced their DLC, uh, it was, I think, on a Pokemon day. And yes. then the first one came out not too far after. Mm -hmm. and, and then it was like a pretty good cadence of the next one following right. that, where the first one was like a smaller thing. And then the second one was a lot like more substantial. And it right, kind of felt right. like in the same way that Bowser's Fury felt kind of like yeah. a tease at what Nintendo might be doing next. The uh, Crown Tundra felt like a tease towards Scarlet and Violet, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So I think we might get something like that. Uh, do you have any other predictions besides that? Mm, I always feel like they're going to do something zany. Of course. You know, like mm -hmm. it's Pokemon. So is it like a toothbrush or whatever that they, <laughs> they have to do yeah. something zany? And I'm waiting for what, what that potentially could be. It might be some lifestyle thing. Will we finally get Pokemon sleep? <gasps> I... Well, if at 6 a.m., we'll be asleep anyway, so maybe. <laughs> uh, we will be reacting to this. Will it be in the studio? Probably not. I'm yeah. probably going to be doing that one from home. I was going to say, normalize reacting in bed at the exactly. 6 a.m. streams. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I uh, con continuing predictions, I think it's uh, also a surefire bet. We're going to get something Pokemon Mystery Dungeon related. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I Last week, we saw that, uh, that people saw the like website code for this for Pokemon ah. Day or whatever. And Pokemon Together is like their the hashtag they're using. I see. Okay. And um, the developers of those games yeah. are are in there. So yeah. I don't know what it would be. I've never been the biggest fan of those games. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really either. I'm, I'm more of a mainline yeah, exactly. Pokemon kind of girl. So. Um, and then yeah. the, the last rumor that like I, I feel is less of a rumor and more of a we all just really want it to happen. But I also think it's going to. Okay. With the announcement last Nintendo The GBA Direct, stuff, right? I was thinking the same Advance. thing. Yeah. I think that they're not going to just give it all because it's Nintendo. Yeah, they're going to trickle it out as usual. But I think we'll get red and blue at the very least. I think so too. They're, they're big on... I feel like they, they just moved the, those offices. It's like a red and blue theme. They're thinking about red and blue. Oh, some, I didn't see that. Somehow. Yeah? Yeah. Red and blue offices. I mean, I'm, I'm always a big fan of that. But I, I feel like we're going to get red and blue... Um, but what is extra exciting to me, the thing that I'm, I don't think we're going to get, but I really hoped we would is we know that Pokemon home, um, compatibility for Scarlet and Violet mm, is coming yeah. this spring. I feel like for some reason, they're not going to talk about it mm. in this, uh, yeah. direct, but if they did, or even if they didn't, I still think that they're going to, especially with the 3DS, uh, discontinuing, continuing the eShop next right. month, right? which is going to affect a lot of different things, but I think it affects Pokemon the most in the sense of that is the way to get like original historical stuff, right? Over yeah, to, to newer games. Yeah, I think that this might be the a first step towards Pokemon Red and Blue. You can play those games on the Nintendo Switch Online, transfer them to Pokemon Home, transfer them to your current exactly, stuff. and then yeah. that can kind of start the process where it wouldn't be every Pokemon game because the DS ones would still not be covered, right? Um, but a majority of them at that point would yeah. be playable and catchable on Switch. And I think they know that the fans like really want that, some sort of way to do that. And obviously they were very vocal about when uh, when they were upset about not having that option. So mm -hmm. I think the the developers know the fans are like hungry for that. Exactly. Now, the another thing too is we know that Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 are coming to oh, Nintendo 64. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if those were also out today or something like that. Shadow Drop? 
that'd be fun. We're Good all about the shadow drops these days. Yeah. Um, and that'd like be that. cool. And then this is me getting tinfoil hat like <laughs> wild. But like, how cool would it be if the Pokemon Red and Blue were released on the Game Boy Switch Online and you could connect those with Pokemon Stadium on oh, Nintendo boy. 64 Online and use your Pokemon from that in Stadium? I don't think it's out of the question. Okay. <laughs> we'll give you, like, we don't want dash or hopes. Yeah. But well, that's dash like, away, some, though. Dash that's away. a big brain stuff. You yeah. know, I don't, sometimes I feel like they're not thinking as big brain as the fans are. So, <laughs> no, I agree with that. But I do think that, like, Pokemon Company, like, they make a lot of weird choices. They do. But Nintendo makes the weirder choices. They so do. I feel like Pokemon Agreed. Company, this is something they want people to be able to yeah. play with to them. Play and, 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 yeah, like, they, yeah. they wouldn't have Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Home and all that stuff if they didn't want that type of connection. That's true. Yeah. So, um, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Do you think there's a Pokemon movie that they're going to announce at all? Oh, you do you think they're getting a little jealous that the Mario movie is getting so much buzz? Hmm. Cause hmm. I, I had a feeling that like, you know, Pokemon has been so good about expanding outside of gaming and doing more entertainment. They're doing so much with the Pokemon center. I wonder if they're thinking about more like entertainment things now that Nintendo has the Mario movie coming out and the theme park just opened. Like, is there something else that they're thinking? It is interesting because the Pokemon presents, again, they're not Nintendo Directs. It is the Pokemon company. Right. Traditionally, they don't talk too much about the anime side of things right, uh, right. that I can remember. I don't know if there's a reason for that. Like, I don't know if the anime is licensed by somebody different. Um, but there have been times where they have promoted things about it, and especially when Detective Pikachu was coming exactly. out. Exactly. They're big on that. God, I I would love if they just announced a sequel to that thing. And I know that like it's in the works and it's been like potentially shelved, but then maybe it's back. If they officially announced it was coming, I would be so, so excited. Right. Um, Me too. I didn't love the movie. I really enjoyed it, but I loved the world so much. Yeah. I loved the look of them. I loved the neon. Like, I just want a more traditional Pikachu Pokemon was so story. Cute. So damn so cute. So furry. I love it. So much furrier than I would have expected. Exactly. So but I soft it. looking. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to hear if they had more entertainment-y kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the direction they've been going in for a long time. Even when I was at Nintendo, they were, like, moving towards that direction. I do feel like they might be a little bit jealous of Nintendo getting a lot of attention right now for all of their entertainment things. Yeah, so I mean. Maybe they want to catch up. And with the... Uh, um, Last of Us on HBO, and like we've been talking exactly. a lot about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon's always kind of been ahead of the game where it's like they've right. had movies since they've started, right? Um, and I do think, especially right now, the timing of this is interesting with this being Pokemon Day 2023, yep. end of February, with where the anime is timed right now, because what's happening right now in Japan is Ash and Pikachu's final 11 episodes. I know. And we're six episodes into that. So we're like in the Ooh. final throes of their their journey. And then we know the new, um, the Scarlet and Violet anime starts in April. So we might get some teases or hints at that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, I think movie, the movie's not timed correctly right now because mm. like, there's been a lot of Pokemon movies. And um, they recently, the most recent movies have been in an alternate timeline. Right, right. <laughs> and there's been three of those. And then they just... Before they started these 11 episodes of Pokemon, the, like, negative one episode was a sequel to those movies. Yeah. So, like, I yeah. feel like we, we might be on, like, a, a movie pause for a mm. second. But um, yeah. I don't know. I'm super excited, though, because I, yeah. I, I've been um, uh, super into Pokemon my whole life, but it's been waning, and Scarlet and Violet brought it right back up. Oh, I'm nice. so in right now. You're so in. Okay. So, so in. Yeah. I want them to just, yeah, I want them to do more with entertainment. I want them to, like, sort of get out of their cycle of doing just these, like, mainline one after the other. Like, I loved Arceus. I want mm. them to do more there. So I'm, I'm excited, too. I'm just wondering what the future for them looks like. And that is a, an interesting thing to bring up. I don't expect them to announce a, a Legends sequel, but mm. we are overdue for a Gen 2 Johto representation yeah. in some way, whether it is a Legends Salabi or Legends Lugia or Ho or something like that. Or if it's a Let's Go, uh, I'm still holding on to this. Let's go, Pichu and uh Meryl. But um I don't think that we'll get we're gonna get those announcements. I think that this is more about DLC, Mystery Dungeon, yeah. uh Game Boy, uh Switch Online stuff. 20 minutes, that's pretty and, ready. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh Kebabs writes in and says, Hey KFGD crew, a Pokemon presents. What do you think will be in it? With the future closure of the 3DS eShop, I hope we get ports of Gen 1 and 2 for the Nintendo Switch Online with Pokemon Bank functionality and perhaps Gen 3 as well, which makes sense as it's 20 years old now. 
Talked about this a little. I think we will get red and blue. I'd be shocked if they gave us gold and silver this soon. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Bank functionality is like, that's not going to happen because banks being discontinued um, or at least not able to be downloaded starting next month. Right. Um, but Pokemon Home got my fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes. Story number two. Microsoft has signed a 10-year deal to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Whenever from- they do anything with, like, Nintendo and Microsoft, even when I was there, I'm always like, is this for real? Yeah. It, Can we it, really do this? It's Can wild. we really tweet them? It's Seriously? <laughs> it's uh, Luke, weird. <laughs> Luke Riley at uh, IGN is the, the person that wrote this. Microsoft President Brad Smith has today confirmed the company has locked in a 10-year agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo device owners, quote, the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity. Smith revealed the deal via Twitter, noting this new agreement is just part of Microsoft's commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players on more platforms. Under the contract, Nintendo owners will be able to experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty, according to Microsoft. Microsoft previously announced a 10-year commitment has been struck with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo consoles in December 2022. Today, it would appear this deal is now, assi- is now signed and binding legal agreement. Call of Duty has not been available on Nintendo since 2013's Call of Duty Ghosts for the Wii U. A lot to take in here. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, again, I always felt like a little bit funny whenever this kind of stuff happened at Nintendo when we were there. Um, but I think... I think this is great, you know. Now the holdout is PlayStation, I guess. I mean, that's the, you know, there's the arms race going that on behind the exactly scenes. exactly the of, arms race, Of yeah. why this is all <laughs> happening. But it's interesting to to look at Nintendo and you bringing up the Microsoft games um, coming to Nintendo and how wild of an idea that is. Mm-hmm. But it's getting more and more common these days. It really but is. I remember, I mean, it must have been like right around Game Pass, um, but maybe even a little bit before. But when they announced that Cuphead was coming to, right. to Switch, it was like... Huh. And like Studio MDHR, not owned by Microsoft, but it was the type of relationship that felt exclusive and it felt like there was no chance that that was right, ever going right. to happen. And then Ori eventually uh, made the That's jump. Right. And then yeah. we are, Minecraft is a separate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but those things kept happening. And then I remember as that was going on, there were so many rumors that, yo, the Master Chief collection is going to come to Switch. Yeah. And that never came to, to be, but... Um, this is worded in a way that I love because obviously it's just this this legal fight between Sony and Microsoft. Exactly. Um, but here they're talking about um, the, the line that I think is interesting is just part of Microsoft's commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players yeah. on more platforms. Right. So is that vague enough to be able to cover potentials? Yes. But Hopefully, also yeah. he is saying Xbox games. Mm-hmm. Switch. At what point, if they're talking about full feature content parity, that has to be cloud versions. If you're doing yeah. cloud versions, at what point is it not just a hey, game passes on the switch? Right. The thing, the thing that strikes me. And as I look at these stories coming out, it's always the thought that like, this is the power of switch. This is the power of having an install base as large as switch. You get to do stuff like this. You get to, you know, have a seat at this kind of table because your install base speaks for itself, you know? Yeah. And it's, that just holds so much power, you know? It, and well, another thing that holds power is Call of Duty. So it's, yeah. it is interesting that, you know, after 10 years of not being on Nintendo, for them to make this statement now uh, for the next 10 years, when we're looking at what does the next 10 years of Nintendo hardware look like? At the very least, the next couple of years are going to be the Switch. And imagining a Call of Duty game playing with feature and content parity to the Xbox version, I find a little hard to believe yeah. that it's going to be a quality experience. We'll see. But we will, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> I, I do think that this uh, is this a little, like much to do about nothing to an extent where I feel like it, it actually impacts Switch less than it impacts the PlayStation uh, Xbox fight going on. Um, but I think that this is good because the closer that Nintendo and Xbox are and the, the more buddy buddy they are, the higher a chance we're going to get game pass on switch, which I think would be just a win for everybody involved. Right. Right. I mean, as long as you can experience more games on the platform that you want to experience, them on, that's good for the players. Totally. So and we're here for that, win. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Story number three. A new PlayStation State of Play has been announced. This comes from the PlayStation blog. 
State of Play returns with its first show of 2023. Get ready for new looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a first glimpse at five PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later this year. Then settle in for more than 15 minutes of all new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rock City Studios. It all begins this Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Huh. Okay. Jeff Grubb was right. Who could have thought? Vindicated. <laughs> Once again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think about this? I was just thinking when we were thinking, talking about, you know, early 2023 predictions and then we had that, you know, big Nintendo Direct, that PlayStation has been, and then we had the Microsoft um, dev event as well. PlayStation has been quite, pretty quiet for this last, you know, early part of the year. So, yeah, I think it's about time for them to, like, tell us what's going on, what's happening. But um, I, I think it's interesting that they basically tell you exactly what's in it so mm -hmm. that you're not like hyping your expectations up they must have learned a thing or two from nintendo on that but uh yeah yeah it's not gonna stop anybody though no it's not um, <laughs> the thing here is like looking at what they're offering here it, we are due for uh updates from what playstation's doing and i do think that we're in an interesting place with all three of the big guys but sony in particular where we've talked about this a lot on games daily and other shows where they we have the phases of playstation and right. like the ps5's like first phase of content is done now that like all the originally announced content is out including god of war ragnarok right so there's a big question of like what comes next and when are they going to announce that what is the right time they have psvr 2 to focus on right. and like that is launching tomorrow um and there's a ton of games there we never got a playstation vr state of play that was specifically about vr 2 and i think that most of us find that pretty shocking um and like a bad decision uh but this might be just kind of like all right we're not going to actually just focus on vr we're going to like put that against other things that people are really excited for like suicide squad mm -hmm. uh, kill the justice league and framing this around hey we know we're going to get a ton of this game we're getting 15 minutes of gameplay details on this game another thing that we've all been asking questions about this is a game that we know more about from leaks than we know about from officially That's announced true, information yeah. so this i do think is if not exciting, at least it's like, okay, cool. Another thing we can check off the list yeah. of things we've been expecting and needing. Right. Um, but yeah, them also talking about other third-party games. Of course, that gets me excited because they have at State of Play, I would say the most exciting thing that's ever happened at a State of Play is really cool third-party announcements like right. Resident Evil 3 Remake or mm -hmm. Final Fantasy 7 Remake or uh, it's a lot of remakes. Or remake or Street Fighter <laughs> 6 like things like that like third party can shine uh at right. a state of play i don't necessarily expect to have any major thing that we don't know about here because like the year is kind of set at least for the first six months and it is set it is absolutely packed but what do you think i want to see spider-man we didn't get no Spider-Man. Come on, don't dash we my didn't hopes. Get no I, I didn't dash your hopes about Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> lame. Oh, that's no, that's what I'm interested in, though. That oh. is that is the next like big PlayStation game that I've been looking forward to. I, I understand like they're those AAA titles that they have. They have longer development cycles. You know, they they're not as quick turn as some of the other platforms, which is totally fine. You kind of you know understand that to get that cinematic experience, you need to have these longer periods but that's what i want to see oh yeah that's I'm, what I'm interested I'm, in i am right there with you but that is what's interesting is that spider-man 2 currently is the next in line major playstation game from playstation studios that we know is coming right there's nothing before that like we have psvr 2 with some major things like the gran turismo 7 mode and all that we have the horizon uh dlc, DLC. pack yep. which they're treating as a prestige title right um but that's kind of it so we are due for i mean not just an update on Spider-Man, but like a look at Spider-Man. Right, like an actual look. And announcements of some other things to start looking right. forward to. Um, a, a little addendum to this story that's following up on something we talked about a couple uh, weeks ago is Jeff Grubb was saying that we're going to get a state of play um, before, like it, very soon, and this seems to be that. And he was saying focusing on third-party games. Uh, and then we're going to get a PlayStation showcase right. um, before E3 time. Yeah, so they're probably saving it for then. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I Which think you're right, up. but a girl can hope, right? Oh, I get it. I, get it. I mean, I would, if they had Spider-Man in a state of play, that would like... That would turn your opinion around on what a state of play is. 100%, which at this point, I don't know would be a good thing. Because yeah. then if they put Spider-Man in this, our expectations for a PlayStation um, showcase. showcase would be like... Totally inflated, yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it's it's it is interesting. Give us a little tease. Just yeah, just like, give us something. Just give us you know? thirty seconds. You I mean, know? honestly, <laughs> I would be, for a lot. <laughs> I would be thrilled if this state of play ended announcing the PlayStation Showcase and announcing like more info to come on Spider-Man, Spider-Man in the yeah. next couple months. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd be yeah. so happy with that. But I don't think that they want to uh, lock in a date too soon Probably for that type of thing because everything shifts and changes yes. and all of that. Um, but yeah, in terms of other third-party games, I expect to see Final Fantasy 16. I feel like yeah, is a do slam for another dunk. one. Yep. Yeah, because it's coming in June, and that is a major exclusive PlayStation third-party right, right. game. Yeah, I want to see more of that game, honestly, oh, too. Dude, yeah, it looks so beautiful, and I'm curious to see. Like, I want to go back to the fi- the fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy. So I'm not the fantasy guy. Like, You're not? I, I like the more like future techie type oh. Final Fantasies. Um, but I'm extremely excited for 16 because of the team working on it. Where mm. I never played 14. But oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've heard so many great things. You should so. play it. I can't. The, the online, the, I don't like people. You know what I mean? Uh, I like some people, but I don't like <laughs> all people, you know? So that's a whole thing for me. So if I get to put single player and get that story injected yeah, in my veins. Yeah, then you can just be alone and you're in the dark. And that's all I want. That's all you want. Okay, all that's right. That's all that I, I get want. It. I get it. I hear you. What does what your next couple months look like in terms of, of games? Like, are you sweating? Because I'm... I'm, I'm stressed because out. Because you're you're thinking there's too many. And there's you're so like many. There's, there's so many that I want to play. I think they're going to get delayed, some of them. You think? Which one? What do you think gets delayed? I think Diablo gets delayed. I was I was thinking like maybe Final Fantasy might get delayed, but oh. maybe, probably not if they're going to, mm-hmm. well, we're, we're predicting that if they talk about it here, they're probably not going to delay it. Yeah. Um. Then we got Tears of the Kingdom that's coming in May. That's going to take up a huge chunk of all of our, I feel like all of our oh, yeah. collective time. Um, Jedi yeah. Survivor. Oh, like that a week before Zelda. That's right. Yeah, and you know if the Horizon team does it like they usually do for for their um, like dates, they're they're just gonna launch that DLC on the day that Tears of the Kingdom. Launches, exactly. Right? Do we have a date for? I don't know. What's it called? Burning Shores. I think, yeah, I don't know what. It's, I can look at it. Yeah, thank you. Babe. Yeah, yeah, but they uh, always do that. Why do they do that? It's so weird. It is Stop very, it. <laughs> very, very weird. Setting yourself up to fail. <laughs> well, what's your Tears of the Kingdom hype levels? Uh, I'm managing my yeah. hype expectations because I just don't. I just don't feel like it's. It's smart to think that it's going to be like the Breath of the Wild experience. You know exactly because yeah. you know this world right? exactly. Yeah, it can't ever be the same as how exactly. special it was. Of like, whoa, right, right. You're you're never gonna have that like first time surprise again. I'm sure it's gonna be a fantastic game, but I'm keeping keeping it a little bit more like low key. I think it's gonna be good, but it's not gonna like hype me as much as Breath of the Wild did. These days, uh, and you're allowed to say this now. Are you more of a Nintendo player, PlayStation player, Xbox? <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm so I kind of use all the consoles differently. I feel like now, like Nintendo, I only play my Switch in handheld mode. So I just like to play like sort of more indie titles or like the cozy games. Like I've been playing Metroid though um, on Switch. Oh yeah, been excellent. So good. Yeah, and then for Xbox, I I usually play for like Game Pass. You know, I, I'll I'll try basically any Game Pass game, and it, I think it's so accessible and awesome to be able to do that. And then PlayStation is like my cinematic like treat this game as if I'm watching like a interactive movie kind of thing. So I'm playing um, uh, like a dragon right now. Awesome. And it's very, you know, very cinematic, really like cool, like immersive experience. So yeah, I kind of treat them all a little bit differently. I saw you were playing through uh, Elden Ring. What what were you playing that on? Uh, PS5. Yeah. 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 That was amazing. Uh, and just for the record, uh, Burning Shores comes out April 19th. That will be nine days before Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh-huh. April 19th. Oh, my God. That's so far away. No, 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 no. Wait, no, no, no. I messed it up. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, we, got, we got the rest of the room. I know, before. I know, I know. I was going to cut to ads. I was going to cut to uh... ads, Barrett. <laughs> and I got ahead of myself because I wanted to make sure she knew when to go. I'm so sorry, guys. That is a zero out of ten segue today. <laughs> I am oh, not my best week. Not my best week. What I apologize. You know, hey, everyone, you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get the show ad free for everyone else. Here you go. I'm sorry. Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle 
out of dinner time. Fast and Fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes, so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the Fast and Fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kindoffunny65 and use code kindoffunny65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash kindoffunny65 and use code kindoffunny65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're back for a flawless show from here on out. (laughs) Story number four. Uh, Bloomhouse launches a new subsidiary to produce original horror video games. This comes from John Squires at Bloody Disgust- Disgusting. Is it Bloomhouse or Blumhouse? It's spelled like Blumhouse, but I, I find that hard. To, uh, yeah. Because Bloom means like flower, right? In German or something like that? I don't know. Don't look at me. Flowers bloom. We're getting real off German? track here. <laughs> you know German, Kev? I love how he's like we see a dark out, face like, out. No. Why are you talking to me? Bloody Disgusting has learned this morning that Bloomhouse Bloom Chat Platt saying no, it's Blum like Plum. No, Blum don't, like, don't listen to Mikey O'Leary. No? Oh. It's Blum like Plum, says everyone. Everyone's saying Blum. I don't think everybody's yeah. saying Blum. <laughs> it's Blum. She is right. That's exactly true. She is right. So it's Bloom. Thank you. Blum, Blum like Plum. Blum like Plum, everybody. Bloody Disgusting has learned this morning that Blumhouse, the multimedia company, is launching a new subsidiary to produce and publish video games. The company has appointed Zach Wood as president and Don Sheckler as CFO of the new venture. Blumhouse Games will uh, partner with independent game developers to bring their creative vision to life via original horror-themed games for console, PC, and mobile audiences. In the spirit of its film business, Blumhouse Games will target indie budget games below $10 million to enable innovation and pushing creative boundaries. Quote, For some time, we've been looking to build out a team to start accept- accessing the growth opportunity in interactive media. When we sat with Zach and Don, they articulated an approach that resonated with Blumhouse's model, and we knew it was a perfect place for us to start our push into the interactive space, said Blumhouse's president. With the experience, sensibility, and knowledge of the gaming marketplace, Zach and Don are the ideal leaders to leverage Blumhouse's unique genre strengths into gaming. Quote, through my time in the industry, I've had the good fortune of working closely with developers to bring their ideas to life. There's a unique opportunity for horror and genre in the indie game space, and I'm thrilled about teaming up with Blumhouse to meaningfully leverage the company's brand, reputation, and creative talent, said Zach Wood. Wood has been a video game producer for more than 25 years and has shipped over 30 games on every major platform, from the Game Boy to PS5 and Xbox Series X. The games range from large-team AAA to award-winning indie darlings like Sound Shapes, Hohokam, The Unfinished Swan, and Bound at Santa Monica, uh, studio slash PlayStation, Prey from Mooncrash, uh, and Redfall at Arcane and Bethesda, and most recently a stint with Iron Galaxy. Blumhouse is known mainly for producing horror films such as Paranormal Activity, Insidious, The Purge, Split, Get Out, Happy Death Day, oh, give us Happy Death Day 3, please, uh, Halloween, Us, The Invisible Man, Freaky, The Black Phone, and Megan. This is incredibly awesome. Okay, I'm not a horror game fan, so... I'm not as excited as you are, but I think he's right that there is sort of space mm-hmm. in the indie genre for more horror games. There, there's sort of a, a lack of that um, in the indie game genre. So, I yeah. love this. So if you're not a horror game person, I imagine you might not be a horror movie person either. Not really. But I do like some of the movies on this list. Like I saw Megan, um, which is amazing, amazing. by the way. Absolutely. Like, so good. Like that kind of horror I can get behind. Like yes. the more, it's a little bit more humorous, campy. a little bit more campy. Like Get Out is fine. Like that's my love. I would call it campy, but it's different. Yeah. It's, it's not more, like. Yeah. Like, different type of horror. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel like th- some of the movies on their list, if they translate that to games, could be really interesting because it wouldn't be like 
the, you know, the gory horror um, that we normally see in games, but more of like sort of campy or, um, or humorous. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I'm extremely excited about this for a bunch of different reasons. First off, uh, Blumhouse are incredible. We always talk about A24, where if you see that yeah. before uh, a you movie... You know it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> the, you go into it expecting that it has a chance of being really good. Right. There's a lot of misses as well, but it's like there's a level of like, oh, okay, this is going to be artsy at the very least. Like right. They're going to try something with this movie. Yeah. And Blumhouse is very similar where it's like they're, they get horror and they get budget. They understand how to make a project... Um, work and sing for a lot less than a much, much higher budget projects. Right. And that's what makes them unique and special. And again, it doesn't always work, but that list of movies that I just read, they're all very different, but they're mm -hmm. all phenomenal in different ways and yeah. speak to both different audiences, but also movie fans, like genre fans specifically. Um, there's a lot of really great things going on there. I think that taking that type of knowledge and the understanding that like, it's not uh, the low budget isn't a hindrance. It is actually like part of the whole vision of what right. we're doing here. That sets you up for major success when you keep things scaled and then the game is good or movie is good and then people want to see it. There's the word of mouth and it then turns into a massive success that, mm -hmm. you know, we don't when a, an Avengers movie comes out, it costs 300 million to make. And even if it makes two billion, you, you don't know, like recoup it as much, right? It's yeah. just like X time amount, whatever uh, uh, profit. But when you spend $6 million making a movie and it makes hundreds of millions. Right. Wow. And you get the word of mouth, like you were saying. Like, that's That like scrappiness, I think, is what the horror indie genre and games would really benefit from. Yes. I think, yeah, like a lot of horror games are like super high budget ones and they kind of feel a little samey, kind of like an Avengers movie where it starts to feel kind of like Another. The same after uh -huh. a while, like you kind of get the formula. It would be good for them to have some creative energy to break out of that. Now, taking this next step, which I think is really exciting, is there actually is a very vibrant indie horror space with games. Like we've seen uh, a whole bunch of them um, when it comes to, I'm blanking on, on naming them right now, but even things like the back rooms that uh, Nick and Andy are obsessed with, or um, just a lot of those like smaller titles like. Choo Choo Charles, I think, was one Choo Choo of Charles is a, is a great example. That, yeah. I put that more in the Megan type of, of vibe, right? But um, when uh, PT came out, I feel like that oh, kind gosh. of ushered in a new era of a uh, horror game. And there were so many like PT likes that have come out, and most of them from the indie scene. And um, some of them have been really, really good. But I think that having a team and financial support behind it that mm -hmm. is controlled and there's vision to support those type of experience experiences having a little bit more quality control um i think would be so good now the one downside is movies and games are very different right so a controlled budget for movies is very different than a controlled budget for games i don't know if it can work the same way right. um but i think that these these people get that and especially getting um um what's his name here the wood zach wood who's been yeah. on the game side of things right. for so long this seems like a, a, a great partnership and i think that the third stage of this is this becomes a success they put out a couple games that are hits that are well budgeted get critically acclaimed fans love them word of mouth all of that then blumhouse movies make a movie out of it makes a ton of money yeah. for a small budget and then they, now all of a sudden there's ip that they have created that they've done so many times that is working on both the game and movie side all the creators win. The consumers win. Mm -hmm. I love this. Well, that's kind of where it's going, right? This kind of cyclical thing with, like, games becoming entertainment properties. That seems to be, like, the trend right now. Um, and I'm, I'm sure everyone's looking at the success of, like, Last of Us and all of these other things that, and thinking, like, wow, we can do that, too. Like, we have the chops to do both sides of it. So if you have, like, a cycle that's basically feeding itself like why not you yeah know? i there's so much potential here and uh i'm very excited to see how this shakes out i just don't want to be that scared give me the campy yeah, yeah. and i don't want to play it in vr because that sounds really bad <laughs> see but that's that's <laughs> the thing too is like on the indie side of the the vr horror experiences are really really interesting and yeah i wouldn't be surprised if if one house takes some of that on as well yeah Story number five, Star Fox developers celebrate the series' 30th anniversary. This comes from Chris Scullion at VGC. Uh, I saw you and, and Kit posted a picture. We did, uh, yeah. Holding it. Um, look at this art. 
They uh, say thank you for supporting me over cool. 30 years, Fox, and everyone involved in the games you've appeared in. Thank you. Uh, this that. comes from IMA underscore 19. Is that a six or a five? Five. 66, 1966. Oh, um, oh this art looks incredible. I love it. Um, Nintendo Star Fox series celebrates its 30th anniversary today. The original Star Fox was released on the Super Famicom in Japan on February 21st, 1993, then came to North America in March and Europe in June. Uh, Takaya Imamura, the former Nintendo artist who designed Fox McCloud and other characters in the original game, tweeted the new illustration to mark the occasion that we just looked at. Uh, thank you for supporting me for over 30 years and everyone involved in the games you've appeared in. Thank you. So nice. You a big Star Fox person? I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest Star Fox fan and the last couple of entries into the series have not been great. I don't know that anyone really I don't is. think anyone those. really liked those, yeah. honestly. They were yeah. pretty frustrating. Andre Seegers from Game Explained seems to really like Star sure. Fox Zero. I don't get that. I don't, I don't get either. it at all. I couldn't, that was unplayable towards the end. Literally Thank unplayable. Thank you. Sorry, Andre. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I would love to, see, I mean, I think the, the world is cool. The characters are fun. You know, um, if Nintendo could reboot that series and make it just throw it out and then like redo it all together. Um, that would be cool. That'd be great. I'd be for interested the fifth in time. for the fifth time. <laughs> well, make it playable at least then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I utterly adore Star Fox. Like Star yeah. Fox is one of my, my favorite franchises overall. And like even the bad ones, there's the good of those that I love so damn yeah. much. Um, and Star Fox, I, I, it is funny because like it came out on Super Nintendo and then 64 was just a remake of that. Like right. it was the exact same thing. And then Star Fox Zero was a remake of, of that, that. Which yeah. is the exact Stop same thing. It. But even worse, which was like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but I just think there's so much potential in the Star Fox world where it's Nintendo's Star Wars. And like that alone should be enough to to be like hey nintendo you should figure this out because like talking about movies and tv star fox an animated property could be so good uh leading into star fox zero they put out a like 15 minute yes um, those little like shorts yeah yeah those and were it so was interesting hype it was awesome the there's just so much cool shit like i love dog fights top gun maverick favorite movie yeah. of all time and Star Fox, the banter between the cockpits like it there's just so much fun to it the on rails nature of it like i feel like there's there's a hit Star Fox game that exists and it's just for some reason not here. <laughs> right, right. I agree. I think the the remaking and the remaking was not didn't do them any favors. I yeah. think you got to just start over. Um but I agree. I think the characters and the world is is really fun and interesting and it definitely has like that Nintendo DNA to it. Mm -hmm. And let's never forget the Star Fox Muppets. <laughs> Or as we affectionately call right. them at Nintendo, the Nuppets. Um, great. There great, is some yeah. like like whimsy to it. Mm -hmm. you know? Mr. Miyamoto was super involved in all of that, obviously, and you know that man can do anything. Like just reboot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that's that's a. Uh, that's all that I want, man. I love I love this crew. Falco's so damn cool. I just want to be Falco. And yeah, they did the Starlink <laughs> thing here. Um, yeah, uh, with Ubisoft and. It was all right. Like I played through just for the Star uh, Fox stuff, and it wasn't my favorite, but at least it was something that we right. were getting. Um, but like even Star Fox Assault on the GameCube is one third the best Star Fox game ever, and two thirds one of the worst. Star did you Fox like the games. ground battles? The ground battles were not good. You did not like the ground. Ground battles, battles were horrible. Oh, I kind of like the ground. It battles. was anytime you're in the R wing, it's the best Star Fox has ever. Uh. Okay. It is so like, the story's so damn cool. The music is beautiful. God, what are we getting GameCube on Nintendo Switch? <laughs> I was Online? just thinking about that because I was thinking hard about just how much I missed the GameCube, honestly. God, it's all that I want. One day. Maybe. One day. Story number six the first Street Fighter VI world champion will win $1 million. Uh, this comes from Ollie Welsh at Polygon. A new era in fighting game competition begins in 2023 as Capcom is set to make Street Fighter VI the exclusive game of its Capcom Pro Tour series. And the company's putting its money where its mouth is, backing the new game with a huge $2 million prize pool, a cool $1 million of which will go to the winner of the next Capcom Cup, the culminating events of the Pro, Pro Tour. The announcement was made at the end of Capcom Cup 9 on Sunday, February 19th. The last cup to be fought in Street Fighter V was won by Mena RD, a.k.a. Saul Leonardo Mena Segundo from the Dominican Republic. The prize pool for the 2022 Pro Tour and Capcom Cup 9 was just 300 k 
just 300k uh which shows just how serious capcom is about launching street fighter 6 with a splash on the esports scene though not that big by global esports standards the 2021 dota 2 international offered an astonishing 40 million prize pool the two million dollar reward capcom's offering is massive for fighting games yeah money talks people that's wild a million dollars yeah. To a single person winning in Street Fighter to 6. Play video games. I love it. That is so cool. Hey, Mom, cool. my new career. I'm going to be the Street Fighter champ. One million dollars. You into fighting games at all? I'm terrible at fighting games. So I wanted to do like a fun video series where someone trains me to yeah. become like a, a really master. good finding, fighting game master. Are you good at fighting games? I'm not good. I enjoy okay. them a lot. So you can't. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I can't teach you. No, no, no. Uh, but Street Fighter 6 is interesting. It looks like, so good. And they, they have the, the, the casual mode. I forget exactly. what they, they call yeah. it, but it, it plays a little bit more like Smash Brothers. Right, And right. it's just kind of like more simple yeah. uh, button inputs. Are you excited to give that I a am. I, I actually love Street Fighter and I um, really spent a lot of time like playing Street Fighter trying to like master those button combos. I found it to be really fun and yeah, so I'm excited about this one. I, I played a little bit of um, of this game at, at Summer, Summer Game Fest. Yeah, we were yeah, all there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, it looks the game is so beautiful. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. I'm I'm really hopeful for six. I love that they're they're going this hard on yeah. the esports side of things mm -hmm. because we are on the precipice. I think of uh, the fighting game esports side just like really exploding. We have Street Fighter Six. We have Tekken Eight coming out. Yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat is inevitably going to be announced at any moment. Um, so I think we have a very vibrant fighting game scene of mm -hmm. like the the big dogs, and that's not even talking about Guilty Gear still crushing it, right. Dragon Ball Fighters, like all the um, other ones popping up left and right. Oh, yeah. and uh, Riot's one, uh, what's it called? Project L, I think. Um, which like that's the one, yeah, Project L. Blessing in the chat, same Project L. <laughs> this is really, really, really exciting. Um, but yeah, million dollars, I think is. Uh, I mean, that's headline worthy, right? Like that's yeah. the type of stuff like. New York Times would write about and like, right. like, whoa, this is exciting stuff. So I think that's the point. Yeah. To 100%. really legitimize it in the way to legitimize it in one way. Not only are you supporting it from like your company level, like what Capcom does mm -hmm. with fighting games, but also supporting it with a prize that means something to people. And it is a total headline grabber, but it also just like legitimizes it. And that was one thing exactly. that Nintendo never, ever wanted to do with fighting games is have any sort of monetary prize and i think that like worked to their detriment um to legitimize you know what they're trying to do in fighting games i was thinking uh, a couple days ago about the nintendo world championship that they oh, did boy. in what was it 2016 <laughs> yeah i think so and I, you mean the one at e3 uh right before that e3 oh wait they did two of them right right because there was the one in the 80s, and then they brought it back for E3, and it was just kind of like a, a Smash tournament or whatever. Yeah. And that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there was the one that was like its separate event. I don't think it was E3. I think it was like in New York. Andrea oh, yeah. Renee hosted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, And it was like six hours long or something, mm -hmm. and like they got really weird, and like they played a- uh, Mario Maker Mar with like crazy levels. And Yeah, and then they played- um, Balloon Fight? Mario, Balloon Super Mario Brothers Deluxe on the Game Boy oh, Color. Oh, that's The right. multiplayer mode. Yeah. Like weird things like that. I loved that. So it was such a blast. And yeah. Like I, I wish that they would do that again because I remember watching it and it wasn't perfect, but like for a first swing at that type of event, yeah. I was so into it because like it, it was obviously made by people that really cared about the legacy right. of Nintendo and like making some weird calls. Like I remember one of the competitions was like to get through the the driller fight in Metro Two: Samus Returns, yeah. and then the next thing was like a race doing uh, Link's um, shield. Surfing. Uh, surfing and yeah. I was like this is just so creative it's so cool yeah that was the whole like idea and creative behind it because we really like when we were working on that event the thing that we could not do was offer a huge prize pool we couldn't like do what traditional you know fighting game tournaments were offering people to make it interesting and incentivize people so the whole idea behind it was like let's not tell the players what game they're playing next we have we were gonna like surprise them with a zany like non-fighting game yeah. in this like fighting game tournament. It was so that awesome. was that was the idea behind it. And um I thought it was pretty creative as well. Like it was it was definitely different and it felt different than like other fighting game tournaments out there. So yeah. Give them credit for that. Super cool. I hope they do it again. Don't expect them to, but I hope they do. Um, but not. <laughs> Krista, a Nintendo World Championship sequel, that just seems so far away. Oh, no. If I wanted to know what was coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts, 
each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Second time's the charm, everybody. Uh, <laughs> out today, we have Aka R on everything. We have Atomic Heart on everything except Switch. We have Like a Dragon Ishin on everything except Switch. Uh, and Jaja Maru Legendary Ninja Collection on PS4 and Switch. And Seven Doors on everything. Some new dates. There's a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, Meg's Monsters coming to Steam PC deck, Stream Deck. I like it just says Deck. Uh, Switch, Xbox, and Mac on March 2nd. The original Angry Birds gets delisted from Google Play Store this Thursday, February 23rd. What? We were talking, talking about that? Like, that's... Damn. That seems... End of, end of an era. Too. End of an era. <laughs> that really does seem weird, though, right? Yeah. Like, Why that? I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Mighty Doom launches on March 21st for iOS and Android. Have you seen Mighty Doom? I have not. I saw images of this today. It's a like a a chibi Doom. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's if Barrett, if you have a second, if you can bring that up, that'd be awesome. Yeah, there you go. A little, All right. uh, little chibi mini slayer there. Oh, that's kind of cute. Actually. Some Megan stuff going on. A lot of Megan today. A lot of Megan. Good movie. Everyone should go watch that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, so a, a mobile on. mobile game. Uh, then we have Protodroid Delta will be officially launching April 27th. Uh, 10 new PSVR, two games have been announced for launch window. They are Another Fisherman's Tale, Gorn, Knock, Bow and Arrow Soccer, Hellsweeper VR, Ragnarok. All right, guys. But like, it's, it's rock. Well, yeah, like rock. Oh, no God I of see. War. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Runner. Star Tenders, Intergalactic Bartending, and Su- Sushi Ben, Swordsman VR, and Unplugged Air Guitar. So it's exactly what everyone's been looking for in PSVR 2. Um, also, the next big thing from Horizon Festival in Mexico is ready to be revealed. You can tune in this Thursday for all the details on Forza Horizon 5's new expansion. Um, so cool stuff. Deals of the day. Got some Game Pass games coming out today. Uh, Atomic Hearts. Um, then, which again, I just love to see the big, it's like big third party titles day and date on game. Yeah. It's awesome. So cool. Uh, on February 28th, the last day of February merge and blade and soul hackers Two. one of my friends, uh, is pregnant and her due date is February 28th. And this year's not a leap year, but it reminded me that in elementary school, my principal was born on February 29th. So the birthday's only every four years? Yeah. Or so do she we would celebrate always, a day early? That Well, she would do a little both, but the, her joke was that she was only like 20 years old. Oh. Like, that's not right. It was like even like younger than like 15 yeah, or something. Yeah, she would have been 80. Yeah, <laughs> she was like 15. Uh, but like, I always thought that was like the funniest thing. Um, we got Merge and Blade and Soul Hackers 2 on February 28th. Uh, we have F122 on March 2nd and Wolong Fallen Dynasty on March 3rd. Another big one. Like, damn. Good for you, Xbox, Atomic Heart, and Wolong. In weeks of each other. A week of each other. Wild. Um, Let's see. You know, we got a couple more minutes. What do you want to talk about, Krista? What's going on in in Crystal Land? In Crystal Land? Let's go. What are you and and Kit doing that uh, you were just telling me today that a video is dropping today? What's going on? Yeah, so we dropped a video today on retro video game shopping in the Bay Area. Like, I have not gone retro game shopping for a really long time. I usually buy my stuff online, but going to these stores have been so cool and so interesting and fun. So we did a little vlog doing that around uh, the San Jose area. That is so cool. Did you have a target? So we asked our Patreon community um, to give us like a shopping list of things to buy, which they're they're very like tuned into this. So we try to get everything on the shopping list. I think we actually did pretty okay. There was like a couple things that was... A little bit harder to find, like a virtual boy. Sorry. Oh. I mean, pretty hard to find that. But yeah. uh, we, I think we did pretty good, and it was really fun. It was definitely an eye-opening experience. And then Kit went into like a whole rabbit hole, and then he got the, um, the Retron to play all awesome. the old games. And uh, no, so he, he's, he's deep in his retro game rabbit hole right now. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any holy grails? Like, are there things? Are you a collector, or are you kind of like... I'm not really a collector. I definitely have a lot of stuff from my Nintendo days. Like when you work there for so long, you do get your hands on a lot of special editions and limited editions. So I do hold on to those. Um, he Kit actually surprised me on the podcast, which is coming out on Thursday, with uh, NES Little Mermaid, which is like my favorite 
childhood game of That's all time. Awesome. And uh, now I'm excited to play that game again. I can't believe that, like, you know, this many years later, X many years later, uh-huh. not to age myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I, get to, I get to play Little Mermaid again. Like, sign me up, people. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> That is that's great. Yeah, I I like always try to dabble but not go too in because I, right. I get pretty addicted to um collecting things and like I, I get obsessed is probably the, the better mm. word um uh, about stuff. So I like try to, to limit it. I, I made a rule I can never buy an amiibo because if I buy one amiibo, I'm You're buying buy all, all the amiibos and I'm like, yeah. I can't be doing that. Yeah. Um so I've been trying to to limit it. The the one thing that I really, really want that I it's just at this point I think I've been priced out of and it sucks because I should have just got it when it was cheap enough in like 2019. But I want a boxed copy of Pokemon Blue. And I just oh. I, I still have my cartridge, but I just I want that damn box. And now it's like hundreds of dollars. It's man. crazy. Yeah, we were looking at some of the stuff at the at the stores and some of the some of those like boxed games, like there was a Mega Man collection that was there at one of the stores that was like over three thousand dollars. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, like why? Yeah, if you have that, hold on to it. Don't ruin the box because yeah. it's worth a lot of money now. Yeah. yeah. I, recently, I was, uh, and this is a separate but similar conversation. Um, I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I deserve. Tim Gettys deserves to have a first edition Charizard card. I just need it in my life. You need life. to have it in your life. I just need it. I need that. I'll pass that down to my kids. I, maybe it? I'll put in Greg Miller's will. I was like, you know what? In my mind, I was like, I, there has to be a limit. I know it'd be crazy. I know it'd be stupid. But if I'm just like, you know what? This is this is what I'm. This is going to be Gia's wedding present to be one day. This is going to be the big one. Uh, and then I looked into it, and in my mind, I'm like, what would be the highest? Yeah, I would like, spend? what is your And I limit? don't know. I didn't come up with the number in my head, uh-huh. but then I looked into it, and I was like, oh, oh. they're like $17,000. <gasps> and I'm like, I have a limit. I think I'm good. I think <laughs> I'm good. I'll just, I'll print it out on a piece of paper and just, just look. One day. It, so, one day. Maybe you'll find it at like, you'll be one of those people at like a garage sale and just luck out. And then exactly. luck out. And then it's going to be some old lady that doesn't know. And it's like, yeah, $5. $5 bin. I can hope. I could hope. It could happen. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to read some of our You're Wrongs to see what we got wrong today. Um, Nanobiologist says, Detective Pikachu 2 game was announced in 2019. We've heard nothing about that. There could be another announcement. That is true. Mm. I, I, I think that that is definitely yes. the realm of possibility. Um, Nano says, More info about Pokemon Stadium. Working with Switch Online Red and Blue, potentially. In the recent directs, they removed the disclaimer that game data cannot be transferred between games. Oh, that's a deep cut right there. I'm telling you. I think <laughs> it's, it's happening. happening. It's happening, people. <laughs> that's great. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Got yeah, some someone send in like a... Uh, breaking news. Breaking news? Oh, breaking news. Oh, someone send in context as well for that Angry Birds story, by the way. Oh, okay. Because oh. apparently it's crazy. Okay. We might need to talk more in depth about this tomorrow, but uh, Phil Spencer tweets, we've signed a 10-year agreement with NVIDIA that will allow GeForce Now players to stream Xbox PC games as well as Activision Blizzard PC titles, including Call of Duty, following the acquisition. We're committed to bringing more games to more people however they choose to play. We were just talking about that. Bring it to all the platforms however people want to play it. It's happening, y'all. thickens, people. (laughs) Dude, that's... I respect him for being out here, for being transparent. Oh, they're the things. They are fighting the fight right now. This is the thing is we are steps away. We're steps away from Game Pass being on Switch, being native on Steam Deck, and then Xbox, man. Well, I think it's gonna come to Steam Deck before it comes to Switch. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But uh I think that they that's gonna happen. And then one day the dominoes are gonna start falling, everybody. Um Wow. Nanobile just says, Tim, Final Fantasy XIV has a mode to play the whole game single player. You could run dungeons and trials with NPCs instead of other players. That's interesting, but like, my problem is the scope of it all. Y'all know me. It's overwhelming. Y'all know me. I just want, I want a story. I want a beginning. I want a middle. I want an end. And I don't want that to last more than 10 hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? 30 hours maximum, okay? Did you play Elden Ring? No. No, I did not. Oh, because of that? That is, a, that is the major uh, reason. Yes. And also, I am learning so much about you, even though we've known each other for so long. Not a good person, me. I'm sorry. You should what? get out now. It's not. You know? That's not true. Um, <laughs> now it says Burning Shores comes out a week before we already said that. And then 
Yeah, the, the additional Zio VGM writes in, what's up, Zio, saying additional context for the Angry Birds removal. This is a remake that was only released last March. Uh, Rovio's removing it because too many people are playing it instead of the sequels with microtransactions. They admitted this with more PR speak in, an, in the announcement. All right, well, that's not good. <laughs> I'm just shocked that people are still playing Angry Birds at all, but hey. Hey. Hey, got a movie, so... Got two people movies, got right? Two movies. It got two movies. So people, people love them Angry Birds. And okay. Pigs. I'm not judging. They love them pigs. I am not judging. Um, well, Krista, this has been an absolute pleasure. So much fun. Thanks Thank again you. for having me. Thank you for joining us. We'll yes. have to get Kit one day. Actually, have nah, Or not. Yeah, or not. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, where can people find you? You can find us at our YouTube channel. It's at Kit and Krista. There it is. Beautiful. And please support us on patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. We are 100% Patreon funded. We can only keep our channel going with the help of our Patreon family. So please join us. You guys know all about that. Go support them on Patreon. Uh, tomorrow's host, we have Blessing and Greg. Thursday's Blessing and me. And then Friday is me and Blessing because Greg's going to be out hosting the Dice Awards. Remember to go check those out on Thursday night. If you're watching live right after this, Greg and Bless are going to be doing some PSVR 2 a day before launch, so you get a little sneak peek at some of the cool stuff y'all will be playing tomorrow. Um, you can watch that on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can also watch them later as a VOD if you so choose. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.